0: This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Monday. The effort to recall Tony May from his position on the Garfield RE2 school board wraps up at the end of this week. The campaign began in November after May pushed the district to approve the conservative American birthright social studies standards, which eventually failed. The board voted 3-1 to one in favor of the state standards instead, To recall May, petitioners must collect over 2,300 signatures by Friday. May was serving as board president until he was pressured to step down on December 13th. The Roaring Fork School District held a meeting Thursday night at Basalt High School to discuss the increase in use of drugs and alcohol in local schools and the strategies they could implement to try and address it. Hallie Zander has more. The main strategies discussed last week were prevention education for students and parents, drug-sniffing dogs, closed campuses, and increasing the number of school resource officers in the district. About a dozen parents participated in roundtable discussions with district staff about the ideas. Mark Raymond, a parent and former teacher, expressed concern over the district's lack of comprehensive prevention education.
1: I'm I'm still stunned and shocked that we don't have a K-12 substance abuse prevention program already in place. Mortified is probably a better word. In a previous life I was a certified kid who health help teacher. The fact that this isn't even in clay right now is just stunning. Parents were
0: worried about punitive measures like dogs and closed campuses, saying it wouldn't encourage trust among students and adults. But increasing the number of school resource officers in the district was tossed around as a potential solution. The district will hold another meeting to collect feedback from parents on Tuesday night, and they're also asking students for their opinions over the next two weeks. For Aspen Public Radio News, I'm Hallie Zander. The Roaring Fork School Board will also hold its regular meeting in Carbondale on Wednesday at 6.15 p.m., Board members will discuss the district's general fund revenue, vote on an amended budget for this school year, and review various proposed policies and regulations. The board will also hold a private work session to continue talking about its superintendent hiring process. For the last several months, the town of Carbondale has been struggling to find resources to support over 100 new arrivals who have mostly come from Venezuela, as have other communities in Colorado, like Denver, which is sheltering over 5,000 newcomers. Colorado's congressional delegation says that negotiations on border reform need to include recent immigrants. Caroline Yanez has more.
1: During a press conference on Thursday, the group, All Democrats, said non-border states and communities can't be left out of conversations about immigration reform. U.S. Senator Michael Bennett used Carbondale as one such example. Carbondale on the western slope of Colorado, where they worked very hard to house the immigrants that had come there, but have said, we don't have room in our budget to be able to deal with this on our own. And we need to step up. Bennett, along with Denver Mayor Mike Johnson and other lawmakers, called on Congress to set aside partisan differences to pass a deal on security at the southern border. He also said part of the deal needs to make it easier for new arrivals to get work authorization permits, something lots of people in the Roaring Fork Valley are looking for. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News.
0: Locals held a rally in Glenwood yesterday demanding U.S. Senators Michael Bennett and John Hickenlooper support a ceasefire in Gaza. The group is called Ceasefire Now, Roaring Fork Valley. On Tuesday last week, Bennett and Hickenlooper voted against a resolution for an investigation into Israeli human rights abuses sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders. Bennett, Hickenlooper, and Representative Lauren Boebert have declined to join the 64 members of Congress supporting a resolution calling for a ceasefire. Congress could vote on President Biden's request for additional Israeli military aid funding this week. Picken County Democrats held their annual Women's March in Aspen on Saturday. The theme for the march was Bigger Than Roe, referencing the U.S. Supreme Court's 2022 decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Speakers included Representative Elizabeth Velasco of Glenwood Springs, former Aspen City Councilor Ann Mullins, and Shell Pedregosa, the Program Director at Response, a nonprofit supporting survivors of sexual assault. The Aspen Daily News reports speakers also included Montrose Mayor Barbara Bynum, who's running for Colorado Senate District 5, which includes Pitkin County. About 40 people showed up for Saturday's march and rally. The Bureau of Land Management is collecting feedback on an amendment to its resource management plan. The amendment would change how the Bureau approaches oil and gas decisions, especially when development is proposed near migration corridors and important habitats for bighorn sheep, elk, and deer. Making County commissioners will consider submitting a comment on the amendment at its work session tomorrow. If the board decides to submit a comment, county staff will prepare a letter for submission, which the board chair will then sign. The comment period deadline is February 6th. In local arts and culture news, when a local filmmaker realized her beloved dog was nearing the end of its life, she turned the camera on her canine companion, mostly to save the memories for herself. But as Ashley Mosier navigated the loss of her chocolate lab named Kenya, she started making connections to an earlier moment of grief that she hadn't fully processed. Mosier's father died of cancer when she was just a teenager. The stories we tell ourselves about our past Uh, inform the decisions and the choices we make in the here and the now. Mosher is the director of Good Boy, a documentary that explores the relationship between confronting death and celebrating life. We're all going to come to pass, and people and beloved souls in our lives are going to come to pass, and we have a choice. We can either avoid that at all costs, or we can choose to turn towards it and have an intimacy with this, what turns out, at least for me, to be an incredibly beautiful experience. Good Boy is playing at the Crystal Theater this coming Saturday. A showcase of high school students' artwork will be up at the Aspen Chapel Gallery through February 3rd. 5 by 17 features pieces from five high school art departments in the Roaring Fork Valley. Each school contributed 17 pieces. The artworks aren't actually for sale, but people can adopt the ones they like. A big portion of the proceeds go back to those art departments, raising hundreds of dollars for each school. The city of Aspen is hosting this year's Art Cart Alpine Rally at the Rec Center next month. On February 10th, competitors will race their custom-made crafts down the Nelly Sledding Hill. Prizes will be awarded to kids and adults. The Art Cart Derby was hosted by the city in the 80s as a soapbox derby. And instead of the traditional summer pavement setting, participants will face off using their custom-made art carts as sleds. The fastest racers will advance to the final challenge, vying to claim the coveted cash prize. Prizes will also be awarded for the most creative art cart. In statewide news, nearly all the copies of a small-town Colorado newspaper were stolen from the racks on the same day as a front-page headline about a sexual assault case. The Urate County newspaper published a story about a woman who was allegedly raped at an underage party at the police chief's house. The owner and publisher of the newspaper responded by posting the story on social media, removing the website's firewall, and printing another 250 copies of the paper. The papers were taken on Thursday morning and by the evening someone returned a garbage bag worth of papers and supporters had donated about $2,000 to the paper. The URA County Sheriff's Office says the suspect has been identified and will be cited for the theft. Colorado Republican Representative Lauren Boebert is running for Congressional District 4, moving out of the 3rd District, where she faced a tough re-election bid. But the AP reports that the move from the mountains to the plains will require her to convince a new swath of voters that her brand of far-right politics is more needed in Washington than the homegrown Republicans she now faces in the primary. Boebert's new district voted for former President Trump in 2020, and some Republican voters have already voiced support for Boebert, but others are greeting her with skepticism. Meanwhile, in the third district, some political experts and the National Republican Campaign Committee think that Boebert's exodus will give more moderate Republicans a better chance to retain the district. And in regional news, the culinary union signed what it called a historic five-year contract with the big three Las Vegas casinos in November. And it's now negotiating with nearly two dozen smaller employers while also planning for a strike. Yvette Fernandez with the Mountain West News Bureau has this update.
1: The culinary union has set a strike deadline against 19 Las Vegas casinos, affecting over 7,000 workers. Mariana Piper is a food server at the Waldorf Astoria, which recently settled with the union. Outside the room where the contract vote was taken, she said the New Deal is a win for workers and their families. They're going
0: to have medical, they're going to have a job security, so that makes me
1: extremely happy. Union spokesperson Ted George says the contract terms are the same with all employers. He says resort casinos are making record profits on major events like the Formula One race and the upcoming Super Bowl.
0: They can't have those incredible events without workers, and they forget that sometimes.
1: The union is planning pre-strike pickets against several casino resorts ahead of its February 2nd strike deadline. For the Mountain West News Bureau, I'm Yvette Fernandez.
0: The Aspen Public Radio Newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.